Chapter Three of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three Lost on Table Mountain. Table Mountain is a geological curiosity. It has puzzled the scientist, excited the wonder of the vulgar, and aroused the cupidity of the gold hunter. It is a river without water, a river without banks a river whose bed is hundreds of feet in the air rising in calaveras county it runs southward more than a hundred miles winding gracefully in its course and passing through what was one of the richest gold belts in the world but now the bustling camps are still the thousands who delved the earth for the shining ore are gone the very houses have disappeared the scarred bosom of mother earth alone tells of the intensely passionate life that once throbbed among these rocky hills a deserted mining camp is in more senses than one like a battlefield both leave the same tragic impression upon the mind what is now table mountain was many ages ago a river flowing from the foot of the sierras into the san joaquin valley a volcano at its head discharged its lava into it and it slowly rolled down its bed and cooling left the hard volcanic matter to resist the action of the elements by which the surrounding country was worn away until it was left high in the air a phenomenon to exercise the wits of the learned and a delight to the lover of the curious in nature i can modestly claim the honor of having preached the first sermon on the south side of table mountain where mormon creek was thronged with miners who filled davy jameson's dining-room to attend religious service on wednesday nights it was a big day for us all when we dedicated a board-house to the worship of god and the instruction of youth it was both a church and schoolhouse i have still a very vivid remembrance of that occasion my audience was composed of the gold diggers on the creek with half a dozen women and nearly as many babies who insisted on being heard as well as the preacher i kept the floor until two long lean yellow dogs had a disagreement showed their teeth erected their bristles sidled up closer and closer growling until they suddenly flew at each other like tigers and fought all over the house my plan was not to notice the dogs and so elevating my voice i kept on speaking the dogs snapped and bit fearfully the women screamed the children became frantic stiffening themselves and turning purple in the face a bushy whiskered man with a red head kicked the dogs from him with loud imprecations while davy jameson used a long broom upon them with great energy but with unsatisfactory result those yellow dogs were mad and didn't care for kicks or brooms they stuck to each other and fought over and under the benches and along the aisle and under my table and everywhere i did not keep on i had changed my mind or rather had lost it and found myself standing bewildered and silent the thread of my discourse gone a good-humoured miner winked at me in a way that said they were too much for you the dogs were finally ejected the last i saw of them they were rolling down the hill still fighting savagely i resumed my discourse and finished amid a steady but subdued ah, ah, ah of the quartet of babies 
it is astonishing how long a delicate baby can keep up this sort of crying and never get hoarse there were such strong signs of a storm one wednesday afternoon that i almost abandoned the idea of filling my appointment on mormon creek the clouds were boiling up around the crests of the mountains and the wind blew in heavy gusts but mounting the famous iron-gray pacing pony i felt equal to any emergency and at a rapid gait climbed the great hill dividing sonora from shaw's flat and passing a gap in table mountain was soon dashing along the creek facing a high wind and exhilarated by the exercise my miners were out in force and i was glad i had not disappointed them it is best in such doubtful cases to go by the time the service was over the weather was still more portentous the heavens were covered with thick clouds and the wind had risen to a gale you can never find your way home such a night as this said a friendly miner you can't see your hand before you it was true the darkness was so dense that not the faintest outline of my hand was visible an inch from my face but i had confidence in the lively gray pony and resolved to go home having left the mistress of the parsonage alone in the little cabin which stood unfenced on the hillside and unprotected by lock or key to the doors mounting i touched the pony gently with the whip and he struck off at a lively pace up the road which led along the creek i had confidence in the pony and the pony seemed to have confidence in me it was riding by faith not by sight i could not see even the pony's neck the darkness was complete i always feel a peculiar elation on horseback and delighted with the rapid speed we were making was congratulating myself that i would not be long in getting home when horror i felt that horse and rider were falling through the air the pony had blindly paced right over the bank of the creek no more able to see than i was quick as a thought i drew my feet out of the stirrups and went headlong over the horse's head striking on my hands and knees i was stunned at first but soon found that beyond a few bruises and scratches i was not much hurt though my watch was shattered getting on my feet i listened for the pony but in vain nothing could be heard or seen groping around a little i stumbled into the creek erebus could not be darker than was that night having no notion of the points of the compass i knew not which way to move long and loud i called for help and at length when i had almost exhausted myself an answer came through the darkness and soon a party appeared with a lantern they found me on the edge of the creek and the pony about midway down the bank where he had lodged in his fall bracing himself with his forefeet afraid to move with great difficulty the poor beast which was trembling in every limb with fright was rescued from his perilous and uncomfortable position and the whole party marched back to jameson's the pony was lamed in the foreshoulder and my hands and knees were bleeding taking a small hand lantern with half a candle and an umbrella i started for sonora on foot leaving the pony in the corral the rain began to fall just as i began to ascend the trail leading up the mountain and the wind howled fearfully 
a particularly heavy gust caught my umbrella at a disadvantage and tore it into shreds and i threw it away and manfully took the rain which now poured in torrents mingled with hail saturated as i was the exercise kept me warm my chief anxiety was to prevent my candle from being put out by the wind and i protected my lantern with the skirt of my coat while i watched carefully for the narrow trail winding around the ascent climbing the mining ditches and dripping with the rain i reached the crossing of table mountain and began picking my way among the huge lava blocks on the summit the storm king of the sierras was on a big frolic that night i soon lost the narrow trail my piece of candle was burning low if it should go out a text came into my mind from which i preached the next sunday walk while ye have the light it was strange that the whole structure of the discourse shaped itself in my mind while stumbling among those rugged lava blocks and pelted by the storm which seemed every moment to rage more furiously i kept groping for the lost trail shivering now with cold and the candle getting very low in my lantern i was lost and it was a bad night to be lost in the wind seemed to have a mocking sound as it shrieked in my ears and as it died away in a temporary lull it sounded like a dirge i began to think it would have been better for me to have taken the advice of my mormon creek friends and waited until morning all the time i kept moving though aimlessly thank god here is the trail i came upon it again just where it left the mountain and crossed the jamestown road recognizing the place by a gap in a brush fence i started forward at a quickened pace following the trail among the manzanita bushes and winding among the hills a tree had fallen across the trail at one point and in going round it i lost a little thread of pathway and could not find it again the earth was flooded with water and one spot looked just like another holding my lantern near the ground i scanned keenly every foot of it as i made a circle in search of the lost trail but soon found i had no idea of the points of the compass in a word i was lost again the storm was unabated it was rough work stumbling over the rocks and pushing my way through the thick manzanita bushes bruising my limbs and scratching my face almost exhausted i sat down on the lee side of a large pine tree thinking i would thus wait for daylight but the next moment the thought occurred to me that if i sat there much longer i would never leave alive for i was getting very cold and would freeze before morning i thought it was time to pray and i prayed a calm came over me and rising i resumed my search for the lost trail in five minutes i found it and following it i soon came in sight of a light which issued from a cabin at the door of which i knocked at first there was no answer and i repeated the thumps on the door with more energy i heard whispering inside a step across the floor then the latch was drawn and as the door was partially opened a gruff voice said who are you and what do you want here at this time of night let me in out of the storm and i will tell you i said not so fast stranger robbers are mighty plenty and sassy around here and you don't come in till we know who you are said the voice i told them who i was where i had been and all about it the door was opened cautiously and i walked in 
a coarse frowsy-looking woman sat in the corner by the fireplace a rough-looking man sat in the opposite corner while the fellow who had let me in took a seat on a bench in front i stood dripping and ready to sink from fatigue but no seat was offered me this is a pretty rough night said one of the men complacently but it's nothing to the night we had the storm on the plains when our wagon covers was blowed off and the cattle stampeded and stop said i your troubles are over and mine are not i want you to give me a piece of candle for my lantern here and tell me the way to sonora the fact is i was disgusted at their want of hospitality and too tired to be polite it is vain to expect such politeness from a man who is very tired or very hungry most wise find this out but i mention it for the sake of the young and inexperienced after considerable delay the frowsy woman got up found a candle cut off about three inches and sulkily handed it to me lighting and placing it in my lantern i made for the door receiving these directions as i did so go back the way you came about two hundred yards then take a left-hand trail which will carry you to sonora by way of dragoon gulch plunging into the storm again i found the trail as directed and went forward the rain poured down as if the bottom of the heavens had fallen out and the earth was a sea the water coming above my gaiters at every step and the wind almost lifting me from my feet i soon found that it was impossible to distinguish the trail and trusting to my instinct i pressed on in the direction of sonora which could scarcely be more than a mile away seeing a light in the distance i bent my steps toward it in my eagerness to reach it i came very near walking into a deep mining shaft a single step more and this sketch would never have been written making my way among huge boulders and mining pits i reached the house in which was the light i had followed knocking at the door a cheerful voice said come in pushing open the door i entered and found that i was in a drinking saloon several men were seated around a table playing cards with money piled before them and glasses of strong drink within reach a red-faced corpulent and good-natured dutchman stood behind the bar and was in the act of mixing some stimulant with the flourish of an expert where am i i asked thoroughly bewildered and not recognizing the place or the persons before me this is de shaw's flat lager beer saloon said the dutchman so this was not sonora after losing the trail i had lost my course and gone away off north of my intended destination the men knew me and were very polite the kind-hearted dutchman offered me alcoholic refreshment which i politely declined placed a whole candle in my lantern and gave me many good wishes as i again took the road and faced the storm gambling is a terrible vice but it was a good thing for me that the card players lingered so long at their sport that rough night taking the middle of the road i struck a good pace and meeting with no further mishap except a fall and tumble in the red mud as i was descending the high hill that separated the two camps about two o'clock in the morning i came in sight of the parsonage and saw an anxious face at the door looking out into the darkness after a sound sleep i rose next day a little bruised and stiff but otherwise none the worse for being lost on table mountain 
the gallant gray pony did not escape so well he never did get over his lameness end of chapter three